0: In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. This Sunday, uh, the first Sunday in Lent, begins our walk with Christ to the cross. But our gospel reading at the start of Lent actually starts three years before. Why? Well, Jesus is facing temptation to avoid the cross right at the start of his ministry but what's just happened just before we've read matthew 4 well in chapter 3 jesus has been baptized by john and as jesus was being baptized you'll remember that the heavens broke open and god spoke this is my son whom i love with him i am well pleased it's an echo of isaiah 42 And publicly, Jesus is declared as God's son, but it also links Jesus with the mission that his father has given him, that mission that will take him to Jerusalem and ultimately to his death on the cross. This is where the chapter begins. And in it, we shall see the devil trying to put Jesus off from this very mission. He's trying to stop and get to the cross. So let's look at Matthew chapter 4 if you've got your Bibles, page 682 and see first of all that Jesus was faced with a test. We read Jesus was led by the Spirit into the desert to be tempted by the devil. The initiative there is not the devil's, it's God's. It's the Spirit who leads Jesus into the desert with this showdown. But how can that be? Did God really want Jesus to be tempted? Is this a case of God wanting evil to triumph? No. God's purposes are always good, and this is no exception. God doesn't tempt Jesus. That's what the devil will do. But God does test Jesus. God the Father is testing Jesus, and his aim, his purpose, is that good is done. The devil is tempting Jesus, and his aim, his purpose, is that evil Will be done. See, temptation itself is not a sin. It provides us with a choice to stumble and fall and go the way of evil or to go the way of God. That's the test. Let me give you an example of what I mean by that. You're at home attired in a particularly difficult situation with your daughter or brother or mother or husband or housemate who's causing your stress levels to roar. You face the temptation each time to lash out in anger. That's not your only choice. The test is to see whether you can exercise self-control. And right through the ages, God's people have been faced with those choices to do what is Right? though it's painful, or to do what is wrong, even though it's pleasurable. Let me give you an example of temptations you and I face every day. The alarm clock goes. It's Monday morning. What do you want to do? Stay in bed. Temptation to laziness. You're at the breakfast table. The children are all running around. They're, They're knocking over everything. What's the temptation? They bite their heads off. You refuse to speak to the person who has hurt you, the temptation to hatred. You hear a juicy story, the temptation to gossip. In that last list of things, what it should do for us is reinforce the fact that if our lives were in a similar test in the desert, we would all feel miserable. The Israelites too had faced the test, in the desert, but they too had failed. But look, it's Jesus who faces the test here. So what happens next? Well, Jesus is tempted by the devil. Verse two, after fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he's hungry, the tempter came to him. Jesus was in the desert. The devil came to him. And we're not told, but this we do know, that the devil is real and he's deceitful. Now, when you think of the devil, most likely you'll have a character around the, the same likeness of the badge of Manchester United, you know, the red devils, this pointy-tailed and horned red devil. That's just a cartoon character. Listen to how the Bible describes him. The devil was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there's no truth in him. He lies. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he's a liar and a father of lies, then from First Peter, your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Then from Second Corinthians, Satan, in other words for the devil, himself masquerades as an angel of light. In other words, the devil hides his own evil intentions. So he appears attractive. And so he doesn't look or sound like you would expect him to. His aim is to trip us up, to tempt us into wrong beliefs about God, into wrong behaviour. Now let's have a look at the temptations that the devil throws at Jesus. They are the temptations to stop obeying, trusting, and serving the Father. So, verse three, the tempter came to him and said, "If you're the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread." What's wrong with that? Tea is not a sin, especially not after a forty-day fast, surely. And Jesus will do something similar when he feeds the five thousand people with the five loaves of bread. So, what's the temptation? Well, the devil's aim is to attack the love between the Father and Jesus. See, Jesus knew that he'd be led into the situation to be taught an important lesson obedience, even if it meant suffering. Jesus' mission was to obey the Father's plans for his death on the cross, despite the suffering. And the devil here is offering a shortcut through the suffering. Jesus, stop obeying your Father. And if Jesus didn't endure the suffering now, he certainly would have not endured the suffering of the cross. And that's what the devil is offering him. And that's not all. Verses 5 and 6. The devil took him to the holy city, had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you're the son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written that he will command his angels concerning you, and they will lift up your, you in your hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. The devil next tries to suggest that Jesus... Creates a crisis by jumping off the 90 meter high Jewish temple. The the idea is that Jesus tests to see if God really would do what he said he would. To protect anyone who trusts him. Now why the temptation? Because it puts God to the test. The temptation is for Jesus to stop trusting the Father. To stop trusting his word. And finally, again, verses 8 to 9, again, the devil takes him to a very high mountain, shows him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. All this I will give you if you bow down and worship me. Then what's that all about? Well, it's certainly not subtle. He wants Jesus to swap sides, abandon the Father's plan to give him the kingdoms of the world through the suffering of the cross and to move to go to the devil's side and enjoy a more comfortable ride. He's tempting Jesus to betray his father and stop serving the father. Do you see how his intentions are evil? His intention was that Jesus would stop obeying, trusting, and serving the father. But fundamentally, his aim was that Jesus would not go to the cross. That's what this is all about here. Will Jesus feel? just as we consistently feel. Remember, he faced a unique temptation because he had a unique mission. The mission to go to the cross and die so that we can be forgiven for all the tests that we have failed. So Jesus was tempted by the devil. So how did he do? Well, Jesus passed. When faced with a temptation, how did Jesus react? Well, Did he stop obeying the Father? No. Verse 4, it is written, man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Did he stop trusting the Father? No. It is also written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. Did he stop serving the Father? No. He says, away from me, Satan, for it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. He did what you and I could never do. He believed the truth the Father had told him. He continued to obey trust and to serve God. The significance of that is absolutely amazing. The Bible tells us that Jesus came to the earth with one mission, one aim, to obey the Father, to die on the cross, that you and I could be forgiven. And this was the first battle. If Jesus had fallen here, there would have been no cross, and so no forgiveness, and so no way we could have a true relationship with our God. But he did win. As we see on the cross, he won the war with sin, death and the devil. He would die on the cross and so make it possible for us to come to God to repent and find forgiveness. The devil failed in his aim to stop Jesus from getting to the cross. That was the unique temptation to Christ. But the devil is still up to his tricks. When Jesus returns, the devil will be destroyed forever, but until then, he still tries to tempt us. And our temptation is also to stop going to the cross because it is at the cross we find life and freedom and forgiveness. So if you're here and you feel weighed weighed down by guilt for all the battles you've lost, all the temptations you've given into time and time again. Imagine this. God has taken a huge blackboard and written on it every single thing you've ever done, everything you've been guilty for, everything that you ever regretted. God's word promises us that if we come to the cross and ask God to forgive us in Christ, he will wipe that clean. And we can live in him and be forgiven. So as we come to the cross through this service this morning, I offer that for you. God, more importantly, offers that for you. A new life, a transformed life, a forgiven life. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, may we come through this communion service to your cross this morning to repent of our failure, to repent of our sin, and come to the only pure one, even Jesus Christ, and find forgiveness in him. And we ask this,